your head, and I know what's in everybody's head today, and it's Valentine's Day. And Sarah has joined me. We've decided we're going to have our very own Valentine's Day party. Yes, exactly. A Galentine's. Absolutely. <laughs> My husband's out of town, and she and her husband are going to celebrate on the weekend. Yeah. So we thought that we would just recognize Valentine's Day for how important it is. And February is Heart Month. And so we all know what comes from the heart, yeah. <laughs> and that's the love that you feel. And, you know, it's really interesting because I've always, we all recognize the important, the gut-brain connection, mm -hmm. and we, we recognize that, we understand that. But it's only in the last couple of months I've really started to understand the heart-brain connection, mm -hmm. you know? And it's fascinating to me because when you think about it, I, I, from my perspective, I always think the brain controls everything. Everything you do, you don't do, how well you do it, it's all about how that brain's working. Mm -hmm. But I've had to step back and say, well, let me think about that. Because is it not the heart that pumps the oxygen and the glucose in the brain up to the brain that makes it work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the basics. Yeah. So as special as I think the brain is, the heart is really the foundation for that. Well, you know, everyone always says, I love you with all my heart or, you know, love with your brain or your heart. And no matter what, you're loving with both, right? I mean... You are. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> you, you know, you are. Yeah. You know, and what's amazing to me right now there's like 5.7 million people in the United States that are suffering from dementia. Wow. And a lot of that is related to their heart. Yeah. You know, to heart disease. Right. And if you think about how you take care of your heart, I mean, we all know, got to exercise, yeah. got to get that, you know, got to get that cardio stuff Stay going. Stay away from bacon. <laughs> yeah. And we're starting to recognize, you know, things that inflame our body. Mm -hmm. Um Gluten, yep. sugar, uh, all of those things are promote inflammation, yeah. but not only to the body, but to the brain, you yeah. know? Absolutely. I, you know, I always think about um, uh, when you're... When you're talking about eating different kinds of foods for your body and how it how it processes, I never actually connect it to the brain. And I don't know. I mean, obviously in your profession, you're thinking about that. But I'm, you know, I'm thinking over here. Oh, I'm going to have an awesome dinner this weekend. You know, with my husband finally celebrating Valentine's Day, and I'm probably going to feel terrible the next day because of it. <laughs> we know what we're or, eating, or it may just be yeah. I'm going to indulge. I love sandwiches. I'm yeah. going to have the biggest sandwich. And then after you do, you find yourself, wow, you've just got all this brain fog going on. Yep. And it's the gluten that creates the inflammation. Um, so there's that food is very important to the brain. So what are some of the good foods for the brain that, you know, this Valentine's Day we could probably eat? A little bit of chocolate maybe? Well, dark chocolate. Know, right? <laughs> dark chocolate is very yeah. good for the brain. Mm -hmm. You know, the salmon, the omega-3s, the fish. Um, whole grains, nuts. Yeah. So, you know, instead of having a big old piece of chocolate, how about a strawberry dipped in chocolate? Pretty some, good, yeah. That sounds really good a to me. A lot of that today. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Valentine's Day, everybody, it's so funny because if you're in a relationship, Valentine's Day, it's all about love. Mm -hmm. And if you're not in a relationship, I had someone point out to me today, it's Single Awareness Day. 
It's so different. I've never heard that before. It's, you know, but it is all about how you feel and either you're in love or you recognize you're not in love. Right. And think about what happens, you know, when you first start to fall in love. It's like you get this warm, you know, it's almost <laughs> like a head rush. Mm -hmm. And your, maybe your heart starts beating really, really fast. Yeah. But it's what's going on in that brain. You know, you it, when you look at that person and you feel this warm rush and you start to feel good, well, all that dopamine starting to be released in that brain. Mm -hmm. And that dopamine's really, it feels really good. Right. And we're like, oh, I like this. <laughs> this is a good I feeling. like him or I like her. I like that other person. And that brain, you know, kind of gets confused because it starts off, yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. You know what? I want to see that other person again. Mm -hmm. You know what? I need, you need to call me, you know, <laughs> and you need to call me within the next week. Don't, sessions start, right? <laughs> absolutely. You know, and it's all about the chemicals and what's going on in the yeah. brain. And so interesting. What about like, you know, after that initial explosion of love, after that initial attraction, what happens after, you know, if you're celebrating a 10, a 20, a 30 year anniversary, are those, you know, dopamine neurons still firing just the same? Well, there's research that shows mm. that the, the effect is still there. It's just a lot less intense. Makes sense. You know. It's a lot, probably a lot less new. <laughs> a lot less new. Yeah. But think about it. You know, when you have a baby, mm -hmm. the bond between a mother and that baby, the brain's it's releasing this oxytocin, mm. and as that child gets grows up, I mean, that's still your child. Yeah. And but it's not quite the same bond that you have with that baby. Right. When you and first have a child. When you first yeah. have a child. And, it, and, and that's a natural thing. Yeah. You know? I love that. Well, my husband and I got married a, a year and a half ago, and babies are not far off, but I have yet to experience that. But everyone always says, you know, you think you love your spouse or you think you love your family until you have a baby. And then, <laughs> and then you love nothing like you do the baby. Right. You know? <laughs> well, and if you stop and think about mm -hmm. it, then you probably will agree. You do yeah. love that child yeah. more. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure once we hit that point, it'll, uh, for sure. But for now, it's just us, and uh, and you're going to keep it that way. We're going to keep it that way. Absolutely. Yeah, we have two dogs that we love very much. But. Well, you know, we're talking about everything that helps the heart and the yeah. brain, but what hurts the heart hurts the brain. Yeah. You know, um, when you have a heart attack. A lot of times people, when they have a heart attack, it's the arteries. Mm -hmm. But when you have a stroke, it can have the same effect, but it has a different effect on the brain. Okay. And with something like Parkinson's, you know, that affects more of your motor skills. Right. But it's all based upon what's going on in your brain. What about, I don't know if this is obviously far less physical probably than a stroke and anything like that. But what about, you know, Valentine's Day for a lot of people, if they're not with someone, can be you know, tough, you know, depressing. Can be lonely. Can be lonely. What about that feeling? How does that affect the heart, the brain? Well, you know, I think any time that some people, when they get lonely, it makes them feel anxious. Mm -hmm. And any time, not any time, but a lot of times you get anxious, what, ha what ha starts to happen? Your heart starts to beat a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And you start to take these short, choppy breaths, you know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, a, a lot of calls that go into 911, I'm having a heart attack, I'm having a heart attack. They're not having a heart attack. They're having a panic attack. 
So are there ways to combat that then? There, there certainly is. Yeah. You know, anytime, Without just taking, you know, popping pills. <laughs> Without popping pills yeah. or other things. Yeah. But the main thing that I told people to do when you feel like you're having a, a panic attack, you know, is really stop and get grounded. Mm-hmm. Put both feet on the floor. I like to put my hands on my knees. Mm-hmm. And think about your breathing. You know, think about taking a really deep, long breath. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's optimal breath rate is between four and seven breaths a minute. And that's harder than you think. When I'm that's talking really to you, hard. When I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to you right now, I have to be taking twelve to fourteen breaths a minute or else I can't spit all this out. Right, you know? right, right. But when I have when I slow down and I really think about my breathing, you know, you change your breath rate, you change your heart rate. You change your heart rate, you create heart rate variability. Mm-hmm. And that is a sign of wellness. I mean, heart rate variability can make increase everybody's overall health. Even pe- with people with diabetes, I've seen some great research that shows what heart rate variability has done for their health. Wow. You know, so you want to try about, and breathe? Yeah, with me? I was going to say, All right. my, so, my next panic attack, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> so, what, what I always say, what we're going to do is we're going to exhale, okay. and then I'm going to count you up. I'm going to count you up to four, and because that's harder than you think, and we're going to pause. Okay. And if you find that you've gotten all the air in that you can it too, just hold your breath. Okay. But what you should be feeling if you're getting breath down in your tummy, you mm-hmm. should feel some action around your belly button. So let's exhale. Okay. So breathe in. Two. Three. Four, five, pause, breathe out. Now I could breathe out to the count of nine. Yeah. And the longer that you exhale, Mm -hmm. the healthier it is. Because on the exhale, you're putting your autonomic nervous system more into the parasympathetic state. And the parasympathetic, you have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic, and the sympathetic is the calm one. The sympathetic is the one that gets a little (laughs) rowdy and wild. Okay, so we want the opposite. So we want that parasympathetic. parasympathetic. So the, the... longer you can exhale, the healthier you are. It, what about the inhale? It, it, you know, once you hit that four mark, I was that was tough for me. That was tough <laughs> yeah. for you because when you're when you're only breathing, if you get to two, <gasps> yeah, that air is just going right here. It's just going in your chest. It's not getting down in your belly button. Wow. And you know, now there's such cool things like apps that you can use. Mm-hmm. I have an iPhone and I have an app on my iPhone called Bio Breathing, oh. and I can set. You know, I can set it. I want to take six breaths a minute. I can put an inhale tune and an Mm -hmm. exhale tune. Very cool. And that's really how I I learned to breathe. A lot of people don't like that. Um, You have those little egg timers, Mm -hmm. you know. I've never seen an egg timer. Oh, you haven't? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They're little, these little bitty timers, and you flip them over. Oh, like the figure eight thing. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. I, with a little sand that goes yeah. through. Yeah. So okay. there's different things that, and for me, that gives me something else to focus on. Yeah. Except 
the actual breathing. So once you get all that oxygen, what does that do to the brain then? Well, the more oxygen you have in, the, help, a good thing. the, well, yeah. the more blood flow you have. Okay. I mean, and it's all about the blood flow. Yep. You know, it really is. Absolutely. And other things that you can do to help that, help that heart mm -hmm. is practice a little meditation. And there's different, and there's apps out there now that you can use for that. Nothing beats just trying to find a nice, quiet spot. No, go to your happy <laughs> spot. But it's hard, yeah. you know. It's really hard Absolutely. to be able to sit down and just focus on yourself. And especially like a, a day to, like today, where you're surrounded by certain things that might bring up certain memories or just constantly remind you of things that might not always be a good thing. It's you know, but. Uh, a lot of pressure around today. Well, walking, <laughs> walking in to see you, I walked yeah. in the building and I see all these vendors are selling flowers and mm -hmm. perfume and jewelry. And I'm like, oh, you know. Yep. I um, want these things. Yeah. You, know, you have this perfect idea of what romance is supposed to be. And on the one day, you know, we were talking to um, your producer earlier and she was saying that one day, you know, everyone's supposed to do this, but I'd like to see you do it. All year, you know, yeah. have that nice sweetness all year. Walk your talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know, I hope that it, it is a great Valentine's Day here in Dallas. It's sunny. It's beautiful. It's warm. I feel like that was my Valentine's Day gift. Yeah. The flowers were nice, sweetie. But but the sun <laughs> that really does help. So I hope everybody, you know, as you go out and you whatever you're going to do with the rest of your day, I hope you keep in mind the importance that the brain and that the heart has in your overall, overall well-being. And always check the, the Brain Facebook page. Mm -hmm. And there's always stuff coming out. You can read about us in the Katie Trail newspaper. Uh, so there's all, we always try to keep good information out there for you. And I want to wish everybody, and particularly you, yes. thank you so much for joining of my course. party. This is a fun Galentine's, my best yet. <laughs> Absolutely. And I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their day.